Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. And if you're wondering why I'm wearing a jacket, I'm in Texas. And we had a cold front blow through last night. And it was in the 70s today. And so it's we're, it's freezing when it's in the 70s. That's a Texas cold front. It's episode 244. The Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, you can click back over to the script. <laughs> <laughs> Read graphic on screen now. <laughs> you have to put it that is, in the show notes. Yeah. That's the best We've done that. YouTube video ever. It is Jody Sternoff-Cohen. Jody is the founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, where she has combined her training in nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create unique proprietary blends of organic and wild-crafted essential oils. And... Anyway, there's lots of fun stuff to get to. I'm wearing my undefeated dad joke champion. Bad puns are how I roll. Oh, are you going to do this real quick? We've done. We talked about this within the last like <laughs> yes, six months. But I've thought about it earlier today. This is now the second time I've thought about it. So let's see if I can pull it up, up here on the screen. Look on graphic for the final two bullet points. He was supposed to <laughs> internally read that, and that was an instruction for uh, him. And he is like a hundred years old, and so there is no way he caught that. Look uh, on graphic for final, final two, two points. <laughs> go F yourself, San Diego. It's the real-life version of the Go F Yourself San Diego. So I have a breaking and important news. Well, then. This... The camera may be worse, but this is a new... It's not, not maybe. It's a new Mac. The resolution on your camera is not as good as the old one, but you have a new laptop. New laptop, and it's got better uh, SS gigger boppers. Yeah, the inline specs on the rotary. <laughs> it's supposed to be great, and I, I, have, I already produced two video shows today and put them up. And that's great. Now, so now our one listener will get off my back right. about it. So, so the audio, I tried to transfer it over, and I lost a lot of the audio. But but I but I transferred it back, and it, it was, okay, and it was there. <laughs> so until like I'm recording this audio on the new one, like the video will transfer over in the videos. I can, but like the next like the I've got three shows that I've got to do on the old one in, the, in just the audio. Yeah. And then I can be done with that laptop. What are you going to do with that laptop? Just throw it in the garbage? No, it actually, like, I mean, it still works. It's still, it, the internet is fine on it. So, like, oh. the kids can use it to, like, oh, kids look up, you know, sites. Look up what? Stuff. Science stuff, huh? Sites. Oh, I thought you said science. <laughs> like, wow. Science. Man, I, I was reading hmm. my son, like, my seven year old son. It's like this book about, like, the sun and the earth. And I'm just like, dang, the earth. Is so much smaller than the sun. Like, can you imagine the sun exploded? We would all die. I had a conversation with someone the other day uh, about this, that if we were any closer to the sun, then we would all die. Like this, if we were any this further much away closer. from the sun, we would all die. This much it was closer. a conversation with somebody at work, and they're like, nah, I don't think so. And I'm like, no, 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 literally. 
The Earth is in the exact perfect like location. within like a was, millimeter. Any closer to the sun, we would all burn up like, immediately. Like this, but any if further it was, away, we would all like freeze death instantaneously. If it was like, this nah, much I don't think closer, so, man. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's. Well, think it, about this. It was blowing my mind that they wouldn't listen to this. When yeah. you look at like the scale of how much bigger Jupiter is than the Earth, I mean, it's like the Earth is like yeah. It's like this. a, a, like a the, the head of a pencil. And then Jupiter is like this. About yeah. Jupiter's like a beach ball. Earth is like the head of a the tip of a pencil. And when you you can see Jupiter and it's just a it's just a star. It's a bright star, but it's yeah. not lighting up. It's not a star. It's not no. lighting up or the it's a it's a I mean when you're looking up at the sky, it's you a You can see it in the sky. And yes. it's and it's but it's not like lighting your path. Yeah. The sun will burn your skin. <laughs> Yeah. It, it like it's, if you're it, you outside can't look too at long, it. it will burn your skin. <laughs> right, right. You can't look at it because it will burn your. That's eyeballs. how much bigger the sun is than Jupiter. Man, I had an argument the other day with someone. We need to slow this conversation was, down. It, 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 man, <laughs> the sun is man, so the sun big. is so crazy, man. <laughs> I had an argument with someone the other day. It was when the stars were in the Stanley Cup. It was the stars versus the lightning. Jen, this Jen was is arguing with me. Gonna, she was going to try to crawl. No. Did y'all see the? What was the? Uh, there was like a a zoom thing. Like the wife was gonna try to like crawl through, and you could just clearly see her like crawling <laughs> in the background. What was that? Anyway. But I had an argument with someone when the stars were playing the lightning over what is more powerful, the stars or the lightning. And this person was like, "Oh, the lightning is super powerful no. because you know." And I was like, "You don't understand. The sun. the sun is a star. It's not even a really big star. It's like considered to be a moderate sized star. And if we were any closer to it, we'd." burn up and this person was like no no no, no i think I lightning think is far so. more powerful and i was like what is your favorite space fact would it put me on the spot here i know space I is know. super okay so i think it's that venus is hotter i believe okay i don't this may be, may not be true because my 12 uh, year old told me uh, well then that's <laughs> definitely true venus this the surface temperature of venus is hotter than the surface temperature of Mercury. Mercury is right next to the sun, what? but because of like the the gaseous atmosphere of Venus, it traps the heat and the UV rays. I think because of the on, I gotta, because he of, may have been screwing with me. Hang on a because second. Because of the gaseous atmosphere of your butt. You know what my favorite fact is? Uranus. That's it. I told Venus, <laughs> with its uh, is the exception. As its proximity to the sun and dense atmosphere make it our solar system's hottest planet. The average temperatures of planets in our solar system are Mercury, is about 800 Fahrenheit during the day. Venus is about 880 Fahrenheit during the day. So and he was so right. Mercury is right next to the sun, but Venus is is, is is one planet further away. It's the second planet from the sun, right. but it's hotter. That's so your sun planet. is a genius space man. I don't think so. I think he probably just heard it in school. Doctors. I don't think he like. I don't think he he calculated this himself. I don't think he's in a laboratory. <laughs> like, Eureka! Doc, I've got it. Doctor Spachemin <laughs> from Thirty Rock. Um, One of great names. So my son tonight, we were looking at the book, and I said something about, "Wow, look at Uranus," and he doesn't understand it. He's seven. He was like, "What's Uranus?" What an idiot. What an idiot. He was like, "What's Uranus?" And I was like, "Yeah, Uranus, right there." <laughs> Nothing like making a joke to a seven-year-old who doesn't get it. There Why was, do you wisen him up and let him know what that means? I was uh, there was something hey, else. My buddy. oh oh, so we're sitting in a deer blind this weekend, and uh, no he no technology. I didn't have my phone. He didn't have a tablet or anything. We just sat there, 
like and and just we're we're alone within nature. We didn't shoot anything, don't worry. Boring. And uh and he goes uh hey dad, I got a joke. I was like, "What?" He was like, "Why did the deer or why didn't the deer run away?" I was like, "Why?" He goes, "Cuz it was dead." <laughs> It's like, dang. Your son's really uh, going with a dark humor. (laughs) Um, Why didn't the deer run away? Because we're all just beings on this crazy marble. Because he had an existential enlightenment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. really, what is running away? Because the earth is a sphere, so if you're running away, you're really running towards. Towards It depends on your perspective, Yeah, which reminds me, I had to bleep out when you said... If in Texas and you look far enough, you can see your own. Boop. I have a that new. That is not a word. That you don't have to I know. bleep. A S S. I have a new bleeping tool, and it's like oh, a. Oh yeah. It's like It sounds like a. <laughs> it's a funny noise. You'll have to. It's a, but it's only going to be on the video, so you'll have to watch the video for well, like. You'll get to watch it. You'll get to use it a bunch in the last one we recorded because you're the one who told this joke about the 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 zoo with the dog. Oh yeah. And then I repeated it about nine hundred times just so you would have to bleep it out. I think I do. I think I do remember that. Um, okay, very quickly. Um, one up this. Ah, yes. I have a good one. one. Very quickly. Okay, um, this is a good one. God, I hate when you pull this on me because, like, that's what she said. <laughs> because then I I'm caught flat-footed. Well, no, okay, let's, this okay. is you, this will be one I think just pops in there. What she said. Tell a story about yourself that is often repeated by family and or friends. A story. You have to go first. Give me a chance to. Okay, think. so I I have a lot of things that happen to me. I think <laughs> the one the the first you one. Live in a family of raconteurs. <laughs> right. Like everyone in your family has the gift of storytelling. So, for sure. So and you all do dumb things all the time. Right. And so, so it, it's like a hilarious treasure chest of stories. So this is unrelated, but my brother Brad, who you know, texts all the family because it's, it's Rogers Thanksgiving. And he's like, all right, we're doing a cake off competition. Everybody's got to bake their own cake. Eight cakes, anonymous. And we're like, what? How is that even possible? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this whole elaborate scheme. And then I was like, I... I said, because of something that you said earlier, I said, I will be submitting a sleeve of Rolos (laughs) (laughs) as as my cake. (laughs) Okay, but the first story that that popped into my head on, okay, friends, there's the, I get run over, there's the cactus story, I have all the stories, pooping in my pants story. There was a time back, this is back in 2015, and I was like really going crazy like hardcore keto, yeah. like on the weekend now, like I might like like yesterday we had we had pizza for dinner and I ate a couple of pieces of Supreme pizza, like no big deal, right? Ooh. Yeah, look at the bad over but, here, buddy. Dang it! Sorry, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not believing that. Um, Good. And uh, but like at this moment, we, we were in. I think we were in Athens, Georgia, for a for a football game. It was on this football trip. That, that we go on and we go into this like sports bar to like, it's a Friday night. We're in Athens. We got all our Georgia stuff on. We're fitting in with the, the people. We go into this place and it was going to be like two hours for a pizza. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. It's like, no, we don't want to wait that long, but we're hungry. And I looked over and there was this, this empty table with like a pizza up on one of those elevated things. You know, they bring the pizza and they yeah. put it up on the thing. And there was only like one piece gone. It was like a Supreme pizza. <laughs> 
And so before anyone in my party can stop me or even knows what I'm doing, I go over there and I am like eating all the, just the toppings off of the pizza. Okay. And I'm over there just like going crazy and because I'm starving. I hadn't eaten all day. And I like I walk back over and they were like, What what did you what are you doing? And at that moment that I walked over, these like college guys like kind of came back over to their table. And you'd eaten all the time. And all that was left of their pizza <laughs> was just the bread and the sauce. And they were all just like, What the heck? And like we were like, We gotta get we gotta get out of here. <laughs> so Hey guys, look at that over there. Yeah. <laughs> Through the window. But uh, I was with Blake, and you know Blake. It's like he yes. could hold his own, but it was like ten college students. Like, yeah, could Blake do a ten on one? <laughs> no, <laughs> we both made the same face. Okay, so that's the story that I know. Like two of the other guys in that group, like always bring that up. Like, I man, can't I, cho- ever I, hear I choke on things like this. I can't come up with like a good story about me. Well, that I'm trying to tell. think of one. Okay, what about one that I have told? The, well, the 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 uh, Kalachi the. The tray one, <laughs> but we've told okay, that. that is definitely one that anytime I'm around your dad, that one gets retold. But so I worked. We've told that I, one though. Do you? Is that that you can tell? Well, that, we've I told guess. it like 400 episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in high school, I got like I wanted to get a job, but I played hockey and then I was on the basketball team, so it was hard to get an after school job. So I had to get something in the mornings. Well, I worked at Mark's dad's bakery for like a month before he fired me <laughs> when I got flu. Uh, well, and, that's in the contract. You can't get the flu. <laughs> so they, you, you, he would pull the trays full of the baked goods or whatever and put them on like this tray racks. Nice family with the mess. Uh, like, and you couldn't tell by looking at them whether they had been on there for a while. They or weren't glowing they weren't. red or anything. Right. Yeah. And so uh, we needed, and you would, you know, if the, there was like the display cabinet in front, kind of like a donut shop. And, you know, if your thing was, you'd remove the empty tray, pull, put a full one on there. And we were out of cinnamon rolls. And so I grabbed the cinnamon roll tray and it was so unbelievably hot that I didn't realize for like a good solid three seconds that it was like a thousand degrees. And so I grabbed it off with my bare hands and I'm just walking over to the display. And then I realized about four steps away that like my hands are melting. My hands look like the face of the guy at the end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark where they open up the Ark of the Covenant. That's what my hands look like. And I'm like four steps away from the tray. Uh, yeah, you're like right in the middle. The tray thing, and four steps away from the thing, and I was like, <laughs> like I had nowhere. I don't even remember where I put it. I didn't drop it on the floor because your dad would have. He literally, literally murdered me. Yeah. In front of all the witnesses, he would have not cared. But I, I, I set it down on something, and your dad was just so dumbfounded. He was just watching me, like, like he couldn't say anything. Well, the way he tells it. <laughs> Is that you went over there and he said, and this kid, this could be him misremembering, but he said, "Hey, get a get an oven mitt, and you put the oven mitt like on your left hand." Oh, that might have been it. And actually, then, and I grabbed and it with then, my right hand. Grabbed, <laughs> so you, so so this comedy, of <laughs> you you're like hoo, 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 hoo. all the while you have an oven mitt. <laughs> <laughs> that very well may be true. It's been a good solid twenty three years, years yeah. since that's happened. So yeah, that might be that. Oh, <laughs> that is funny. Amazing. All right, uh, so that's good. We've told our stories. We did one yes. up this game. So let's get to Jody. Um, we talked to Jody. We do for thirty minutes, and we talked to her about her birthday, which mm-hmm. is November fourteenth, which is in five days. That is true. Today. We talk about. Oh, Ast- that reminds me of my parents' anniversary. I think it's which somewhere is around when? there too. 
November. Also on the 14th. Okay. Oh, my parents' anniversary is oh, the crap, 21st. That's a Saturday. Gosh, yep, because my parents is the 21st, which is also Jen's 40th birthday. I'm excited. Old. Um, we talked to her about her birthday. Astrological signs. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Muscle testing. The nervous system. Jody's habits. Gratitude. Running. Heart rate. Variability. The 80-20 rule. Her book. Five steps. Sleep and hugs. Jody, where are you uh, right now? Not like what room of your house or what city are you in? I'm in Seattle. No, I what room what of city? your house you're in. <laughs> I'm in the basement because it has a hard wire and Seattle ah. has all this crazy Wi-Fi stuff going on. So um, when I didn't use the wife, the hard wire, sometimes it would just lose Wi-Fi. So what what crazy Wi-Fi stuff uh, of which you're oh, we're you just speak? We're just 5G central. So they're oh. always like doing weirdness. Where, where in the world are you? Rick, I will let you go first. I'm in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, good fun. Yes, it is great fun. And Mark is in Abilene, Texas, which you don't know where that is, but it is yes, roughly two and a half mile, two and a half hours west of Abil- or of Fort Worth, right in the middle of West. Oh, okay. Texas. Yeah. Rick, nice. turn up your uh, your bottom left knob. Bottom. You're this. the number better? one. Better. That's better. Okay, cool. So okay. we're recording. Uh, we will have already recorded an intro for you. And do you go by? I know your. Uh, it's, I go by Jody Cohen. Cohen. Sternoff is my maiden name. Okay. Um, and it just makes it easier for people to find me because there are too many Jody Cohens in the world. Any relation to the Cohen brothers? No. No relation to anyone interesting. <laughs> uh, Cohen is is through marriage. Okay. Uh, Rick, yeah. why did you uh, roll your eyes at me? How many times have you received that question, Jody? Because it <laughs> seemed like you have gotten... Okay. Well, Mark yeah. is the king of the obvious question. No, it's a, I, I, there, is no, there are no obvious questions. Ask away. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is what we're going to do. It's Rick, and actually, Rick's schedule has been... Uh, a little different here lately. He hasn't been on at the beginning of a call, so we've had to do this in the in the in the middle or the end of the call. Rick, let's guess her birthday. Okay, so Jody, we do this thing, and uh, I can't really tell you why or how it started, but it did many years ago. Mark and I each get two cracks at guessing your birthday, Christ. not the year, just the day, the month, and the day. Uh, okay. Please. <clears throat> Uh, allow the record to reflect that I am the only one who has managed to guess someone's birthday. I nailed it. And Mark has never done it. So I'm leading uh, okay. one to nothing career. Uh, Mark will defer to me to guess first. And the reason being it will reduce the odds from him to one out of 365. It will reduce it to one out of 364 if I don't get it. So it's only fair okay. because I am the, the, the reigning champion. Um, July 17th. No, but I'm glad okay. you think I'm a cancer. That's flattering. I'm a cancer. Yeah, cancer. Oh, woo, woo, cancers woo. are very nice. Cancers are awesome. Even though they have a weird... I wish they would change the name of our astrological Yeah, you guys side. have a branding problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be cancer. I want to be something else. Um, How about crabs? Just kidding. Um, July 4th. Uh, no, that would still make me a okay, cancer, yeah. but Mark, no, sadly. I feel like maybe Mark wasn't uh, taking full advantage of uh, the information you received. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm behind one and nothing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm going to go with October 12th. 
No, but I love Libras also. They're the, the easiest people to like. I'm going to go June. Just kidding. Um, I'm trying to February 16th. Nope. All right. That's well, a great date. What is it? It's November 14th. I am a Scorpio, which is why I do have cancer in me. I'm Scorpio, <laughs> Cancer, and Virgo. Oh. So I'm bitchy, emotional, and organized. <laughs> well, then. What is a Pisces? I'm a Pisces. What does that mean for me? Um, Pisces are fun. Pisces, Pisces oh. are very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're very kind. Usually, they're very sensitive. Um, are they mean to their child, longtime childhood friends a lot? Yes, they are. Oh, it's funny that you asked that. <laughs> that he might he might have some fire in him, which would would be more like if if he has Leo. You know, it's not just your sun sign; it's your moon sign and your rising sign. Pisces are not normally mean. Well, I've never had a Leo inside me, so. <laughs> if you if oh. you know your um your date of birth and your time of birth and where you were born. There's an online tool that can tell you like what all your other variables are. Okay, let's. Uh, this is. Let's, let's talk about this. I feel like now we have uh, ventured down the rabbit hole. That yeah. is very interesting. Because I. Yeah. But it's interesting. Like you know, I didn't really grow up, you know, knowing anything about the astrological science. That wasn't really a thing. That was seen more as maybe. Oh, I don't know. Witchcraft was the word I was going to use for, yes. for my upbringing. Yeah. But but I like when I meet another cancer. It's like instant connection there's something yeah. there's something to it and i always say like uh the thing that i i an example that i give that people think they can they can separate themselves from the natural like cycles of life is like mm-hmm. the, the moon cycle like the moon mm-hmm. moves the ocean mm-hmm. and then we somehow think that it doesn't affect us in some yeah, way that seems kind of crazy to me so when there's a full moon i get uh i, I start like i get a lot of hair emerges and i start howling rick is a werewolf um oh, cool. yeah i've never neat. met you're one. Not supposed yeah. to tell everyone Mark. oh sorry sorry <laughs> so secret. but what like from the birth when you're born and on the moon and all that like there's something to this yeah i mean um so my daughter is 16 and and with covid she got into astrology it's the co-star app that and you can follow people and see what all of their variables are but the way i see it um if you believe that, you know, you have more than one life, then it's kind of your roadmap, like what you plan before you come in. And, um, you know, it, it, at any point while you're down here and have amnesia as to why you're here, it's kind of what you can look to, to know what you, to remember what you kind of signed up for. Huh. That's very interesting. And I, I will say like, uh, Ariana Grande and I have the same birthday. Um, and Derek Jeter. I was born on February 29th, so I share the birthday with the guy who invented the submarine. Hmm. That's pretty much it. That's fun. What is that? What is the leap baby like? Is that say anything about anything? If you're a leap, oh, I don't. Leap I, day? I don't. I, what I know, I know for my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> ah. You're like we've reached the end of that area of expertise. We're going to move on now. So yeah, um, let's talk about um, your story. So I, I already said we kind of gave you a more formal intro in the beginning of the show let's kind of hear from you what is your sort of cliff's notes version of how you got to where you are now um kind of wounded healer you know that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger uh i was pretty 
boring for, you know, the first part of my life. I had my first child. She was super easy. I just assumed I was a great parent. So I had my second one 22 months later. He was not so easy. And I spent a lot of time taking parenting classes and trying to figure out, you know, he was very Tasmanian devil. Off he would run, you know, no impulse control. And one day we were, he loved the zoo, he loved animals. So we were all at the park and um, a friend of mine was complimenting me on how well behaved he was. And then another mom handed out Ritz crackers and he Jekyll hide it. And she said, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, my brother was on Ritalin his whole life and it turned out he was just allergic to weird foods. You should go to a nutritionist. And I thought that's easy. I've done everything else. We took him to a nutritionist. I had zero expectation. Um, he told us to take him off corn, soy, and dairy. We did. And the next day I had a different child huh. who was super easy. And I thought, this is so crazy. I, I need to learn more. So I went back and got a degree in nutrition wow. and was trying to help other moms with squirmy kids. And squirmy kids are really hard to assess. So I learned this technique called muscle testing that um, allows you to kind of tune in to their body and ask questions and identify what remedies will help. And that came in quite handy when I had kind of my um, first wounded healer experience. My husband at the time was bipolar, attempted suicide and needed to be hospitalized actually in Texas. There's a residential treatment facility in Houston because there was none in Seattle. And so his family helped um, move him. And once I knew that he was safe and it wasn't my job to keep him alive, huh. I hit rock bottom. I had no energy, no motivation, could barely function or get out of bed. The kids were five and seven. I had a full-time job and I was now a single parent and also like room mother. You know, I was that ridiculous volunteer. Um, so I needed to find something and I knew enough to know what remedies should be helping, but nothing I was ingesting seemed to move the needle. Uh, because I was Uber volunteer, I'd helped a friend who came by with a big box of essential oils, which I'd never really played with. And she said, these are going to help you. And I said, great, what do I do? And she said, you know, you're intuitive. You'll figure it out. And she left. So you and started so, just drinking all of the bottles of essential oils. I yeah. knew enough not to do that, but I was pretty lethargic and I kind of thought like, well, I can muscle test for my adrenals like this I can do. Um, and the way muscle testing works for me, it's, it's probably different for everyone, but for me, it's like a, a volume thing. Like if something's really powerful, it feels very loud. Uh, and I got a strong response and I got a little excited and optimistic, but then I got five, um, bottles and I thought, well, this is weird. What do I do with this? And then it occurred to me, oh, you can combine them. So because I was a novice, I went in my kitchen and grabbed a shot glass, which is not how one typically mixes essential oils, <laughs> but I kind of tested them, put them together, put it on my low back, which is where your adrenals are most accessible, and felt like myself super quickly. I was mm. like, oh, my God, I can go running. I can go to the supermarket. I can clean the house. I got more done in that day than I had in the previous two weeks. And what I didn't know at the time was when you're super stressed and you're releasing uh, stress hormones like cortisol, that can be really rough on your digestion and your gut. And so it can make it harder for you to actually assimilate nutrients and supplements. So even though I was taking all the right things, they weren't actually getting to where they were supposed to go. So when I started topically applying things, you know, our skin is our biggest organ. You can put nicotine patches, you can put hormone creams, pretty much anything you put on your skin gets into your system. And it doesn't really matter if your digestion is messed up or not. So once I kind of figured out that that was a good workaround, I got really interested. 
And I started thinking about all the cool things you could do, you know, like kids who won't eat kale or healthy vegetables, but they'll let you give them a foot rub. And I'm like, this is, sorry, (coughs) this is interesting. Like I bet someone must be doing this. So I went online and was really surprised at two things. Not only was no one looking at oils that way, but um, they made it really complicated. And I was a little bit grateful that I was so like white that I couldn't uh, even research it because I would have felt unqualified. So that's how I got started. Okay. Um, Okay. So let's talk about the sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. Um, You know, we talk about that on the show. Sympathetic is kind of the fight or flight. The parasympathetic is the rest and digest or however that, you know, whatever the little term you're going to use. So um, I I always explain to people like the, the fight or flight response is mm-hmm. is designed to keep you alive alive in times alive. Of, of, of a life or death situation and it's gonna be right. over very quickly because you're either gonna get away from the bear or the bear <laughs> or the bear is going to kill and eat you. Right. One way or another it's gonna it's not gonna last very long. Right. And and then we have just chronically we're just chronically stressed and so all the things so so like why just kind of talk about the sympathetic the nervous system and kind of with difference in nasal breathing i'm sure is a part of of it and everything so go nervous system stuff (laughs) so your autonomic nervous system controls your automatic functions like breathing heart rate digestion detoxification you don't need to think like heartbeat it automatically controls it And it has two gears. You might think of it like the gas pedal and the brake. So when there is danger, the sympathetic gas pedal kind of takes over and redirects your resources so that you can stay alive. So your breathing increases, your blood pumps faster, and it gets routed to your arms and your legs so you can run or fight back and away from your organs of digestion. And as you pointed out, it's supposed to be short-lived. And then you're supposed to be safe and the gas pedal then comes on the parasympathetic and you're supposed to recover. It's like you throw a big party, everyone goes home and then you get to clean the house. Right. right. But what tends to happen? What's that? I said in sleep and rest. Yeah. 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 Rest and recover. But it's not just physical stresses like the lion is chasing you or someone's changing into your lane and doesn't see you. It's the psychological stresses, it's anticipatory stress. You know, if we smell fire, we anticipate the fire might burn our village and so we respond. Similarly, if we um, are worried that we're going to lose our job or someone's going to break up with us or something, you know, we don't like who's gonna be elected president tomorrow, you know, all these things, it can throw us off and, and kind of release all the same chemicals in your body as if you're in an actual stress. So, so many of us are in such anticipatory stress that we're kind of stuck in high gear all the time. And so the things that are supposed to turn on in the body are not. Now, the on off switch between these two states is your vagus nerve. It's cranial nerve number 10. It's the longest nerve in the body. It starts kind of at the very back of the head base of the skull splits, winds around both sides, kind of right behind that earlobe 
on the mastoid bone, if you feel behind your ear, that's where it's the most accessible to the surface and actually the thickest. It's kind of the size of a piano cord there. It's thinner at other places. This is a good access point. And then it kind of innervates your facial muscles, your larynx, your heart, your lungs, every organ of digestion. And it's a little bit like a two-way highway. It sends information from the brain to the body and then the body back to the brain. And if you stimulate it, activate it, whatever you want to call it, engage it by using deep breathing, by laughing, by putting oils behind your ear, by engaging in eye contact, that stimulates your vagus nerve and kind of switches you into that parasympathetic healing state. So that's a, a really good strategy that a lot of people don't know about. They they don't realize that, um, you know, we went on a bike trip two summers ago with a, a family and the, the kid, the, the boy was like lagging behind the whole time. So I kind of showed him like, hey, did you know you can switch gears? <laughs> like I taught him how to gear All shift. Right. And at the end of the day at dinner, he's like, that's a game changer. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> Using a tool like it's designed to be used. How about that? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you can shift gears in your body and it's a game changer. I know one of those ways, uh, 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 nasal breathing is one of those things. Like yeah. when you're breathing through yeah. your nose, that's you're, you're activating the parasympathetic. Um, have you seen this? I, I don't know if I could do it with all of my beard, uh, but there's this like tape that you can get, like tapes your mouth mm -hmm. shut when you're sleeping. Have you seen Oh, this? I've heard of that, yeah. And, like make sure that you're- just regular tape? Yeah. Like, could Dice. you use duct tape? Duct tape. Would that work? Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I, like, I mean, I think I think there are a lot of ways to skin a cat. There are lots of options, you know. And some yeah. of them, like you can certainly gag yourself with a tongue <laughs> compressor, but you know, right. compliance is really low. Yeah. I, you know, and and gagging your mouth when you sleep. I mean, there there are lots of things you can do, and everyone gets. To, it's like choose your own adventure. Right. People get to decide what they like the best. Right. And it's it's all about knowing all of those different ways that you can. Like on the bike, there's just the button. There's the one button that changes the gears well as in the human body there's a bunch of different ways a bunch of different exactly. levers that you can push that's going to change those gears so that's uh super super important um so what is like a day in the lot in, in the life of jody like what is your how do you deal with stuff especially you know we're all kind of we we were doing pandemic interviews shutdown interviews in march april thinking oh this is just uh, gonna be a short-lived thing and here we are <laughs> November and it's and then we saw the Twitter videos of people wanting to not wear masks yeah, inside the right. frozen yogurt store. Right. <laughs> no end in sight. So, how, like, what is what? What are some of the things that you are kind of your go tos? Yeah. So the easiest way I talked about anticipatory stress, you can kind of reverse that and go into gratitude or forgiveness. So remember that your mind kind of um, shifts the, the gears in your body. So usually when I wake up, I try to think of, you know, at least two or three things that I can be grateful for. And honestly, it can be, you know, as basic as like I can move my body. You know, it's it's not raining today, which in Seattle is like cause for celebration, right. you know. Um, so I, I start with gratitude and then I, I love to exercise. Running outside is my favorite thing. So exercise, moving your body, um, sunshine on your skin. Mm -hmm being in nature, all of those things help calm your nervous system and activate parasympathetic. I use essential oils all day long. So, um, you know, I use it behind the earlobe on the mastoid bone. I smell things. Um, I have a dog that really likes to be walked and, you know, he's super social. So any kind of social connection, um, eye contact, smiling. I know that's challenging with ma masks, but anything you can do to really 
connect with others is great. Um, there are a lot of things you can do. There's uh, breathing techniques, this box breathing technique yes. that the headline news is that the exhale needs to be longer than the inhale. So you really? can inhale. Yeah, that's when you really activate parasympathetic. So you inhale. That's when your heart rate uh, slows down the most. Yeah, exactly. Well, they call yeah. it heart rate variability. And what it, what it basically means is resilience. So it's not that you're making your heart beat faster or beat slower. It's just kind of how quickly do you recover? You know, hmm. so like the high school athletes, they um, sprint for two minutes and then they get 30 seconds to recover. How quickly in that 30 seconds does their heart rate go back to normal? And that gives you kind of the resilience to navigate things. You just want to kind of train yourself to recover quickly. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned heart rate variability. That's um, I always talk about like, like the human body and mind is designed to be exposed to variation, right? Cold, right. cold temperature. Uh, you know, hot or cold, we're not supposed to be at 72 degrees sitting in a chair all day and like taking medication that's keeping our mood like this. Like there's good moods and there's bad moods. You just described my entire life. Well, yeah. Sitting at 72 <laughs> degrees, right, exactly. 72 degrees chair medicine. Well, but, the, but, a, but, a funny, but a funny biological uh, kind of clue to this is heart rate variability where you think like, okay, a, a good heartbeat is going to be my heart beats every second on the second for a minute. And that's actually a sign of, of very high stress. Like Olympic athletes, you know, will use, well, they'll take a heart rate variability test in the morning. And if it's not at a certain level, they won't train that day. Like, and it, and, and you want it to be a little bit different. You want it to, yeah. you want that, like resilience is, is a good word for it, but you want that variation. That's a sign of, right. of health. So isn't that like right. a cool like way to say, okay, well, if that's true, then yeah, we are designed to be exposed to different things and, and variation. And it's good to, to not just be so super comfortable all the time, you know, through every phase of our day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, stress is good in moderation. It can motivate you to meet deadlines. It, it you know. We're not designed, it's kind of the 80-20 rule, right? right? We're not supposed to be 100% parasympathetic 20% of the time. It's good to have some stress. Yeah. And then we need to recover. The challenge is when we're 100% sympathetic and we never get that downtime to recover, then it kind of, you know, a lot of um, delayed maintenance can catch up with you. Right. Um, let's quickly talk about, I know in, in, uh, some of the talking points that was sent over and I, I've done this before, like I've like read something off the talking point and then the person is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What, what was that? What was on my talking point? But it says there are five steps to regaining control of health. Can you talk yeah, through those so, five steps? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a book coming out March 16th. It's called essential oils to boost the brain and heal the body. And it's really, you know, there are a lot of people that say you can use essential oils for everything. I don't, I don't think it's a magic bullet. I think that it's really good for certain things. And I think that those certain things happen to align with what, um, you know, it's hard to address through just food and nutrients alone. So I really detail kind of what I think the five, you know, the underlying issues for most people are that if you can return these systems to balance, you feel a lot better and the symptoms go away. Right. So the first one is vagus nerve function, you know, and being able to activate the parasympathetic nervous system and sustain heart rate variability. The second one is sleep. You know, mm -hmm. if you're not sleeping, it's incredibly hard to heal. And I get into more detail about how um, sleep is, is not just one panacea where it's like just take lavender, because if you are having trouble falling asleep, that's a little bit different than if you're waking up in the middle of the night if you're or, waking up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got really excited because I love sleep. I was going to say, or if you wake up 
you fall asleep fast, but you wake up and you feel like crap. Like, but mm-hmm. oh, how are you sleeping? Oh, I, I, I fall asleep really fast. I'm sleeping fine. But I feel like yeah. crap when I wake up. Well, no, there's dysfunction happening. Okay, sorry. Exactly. Yeah. No, there, there are four major issues that can impact sleep. If your um, cortisol, your stress hormone cortisol has kind of an antagonistic relationship with your sleep hormone melatonin. So if cortisol is high at night because you're stressed and there might be danger, you know, if you're going to die, you really shouldn't fall asleep. Right. So that throws off melatonin function. So you, there are essential oils you can use that trigger your pineal gland to naturally release melatonin. So that's what you do if you have trouble falling asleep. If you're waking up at around 1 a.m. and you're wide awake, that's nocturnal hypoglycemia. There was a blood sugar dip. Your adrenal glands released emergency energy into the body in the form of cortisol or adrenaline. And now you feel very adrenalized. You're oh. wide awake. You could write a term paper. Right. But it's your pancreas that then releases insulin to help carry the um, glucose out of the blood and back into the cells. So anything you can do to support pancreatic function with essential oils like rose geranium is a great one, helps you fall back asleep. If you wake up around 3 a.m. and maybe you need to use the bathroom and you're a little groggy, that's usually your detoxification organs are overworking. So anything you can do to support your liver and your gallbladder can really help alleviate those wake-ups. Gosh, see, like that's, I love all that stuff. And I mean, my wife, uh, we have essential oils everywhere being diffused everywhere. And we've got the little things where you, you know, you roll them here and put yeah. them back in here. And so there's different things like, oh, you're feeling this way. Okay. I'm going to go through my little thing here. And she pulls out the right one and says, you need this one, you know? And so, um, uh, yeah, I was also going to say the other thing was you, you married well, I know. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> I did. Uh, sometimes too well. I'm always like, I'm just expecting her to just like be gone one day. Just kidding. Um, so what, dark real fast. I know. So, <laughs> gone, great. One gone, of these days she's going to leave me. No, no. Gone because like, I, no, never mind. Uh, okay. So that was the second thing. So what were the other five? Did you, did you get through all the, five? The other three, there are five total. So parasympathetic sleeper one and two, Three is drainage. So, you know, garbage in, garbage out, right? Um, In order for metabolic waste, environmental toxins, whatever you have to leave the body, the exit route is they leave the cell, they go into your lymphatic fluid, which drains into your blood, which carries it to the liver, the gallbladder, the intestines, and then ideally the toilet. At any point in that chain of command, it can get congested and pushed back into the blood and then out through your skin and you have blemishes or your kidneys and you have low back pain and urinate too much. So what oils are really good for is moving fluids in the body. So you can use oils to kind of enhance drainage to make sure that the exit route is open so that the things leave the body. That's right. a, it's a really great use for oils and that's a really kind of hard to reach spot through just supplements or diet alone. Right. Yeah. That got, and that's that. Golly, there's a whole other topic there on that. Like when things don't get pushed out and they, and they, I mean, they got to go somewhere, you know? Yeah. They and, backlog. Yeah. And that's, it. yeah, that's a huge thing. Okay. So that was three. It's, it's yeah. Oh, three. Then, then four is kind of the energy to heal, you know, and stress can pull a lot of energy from your system and, and kind of deplete you and make you feel fatigued and make it harder for your body to actually heal. And stress, it isn't just, um, you know, the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic sympathetic. There's a whole other system, your hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, kind of the command center for all of your hormones. 
and that can kind of get overworked and, and fatigued. And so you can use oils, especially it's really hard to get any remedy into the brain because most remedies, um, you know, in order to pass the blood brain barrier, things need to be super small and fat soluble. So like you can't do chemo in the brain because the molecules are too big. Right. So it's hard if the hypo, the hypothalamus, um, you know, is kind of like the CEO, it's constantly monitoring everything that's going on, taking that input and then sending out chemical messages and it sends it through the pituitary and then down to the thyroid, the adrenals, all the energy makers. And then there's what's called a negative feedback loop where um, those organs send out their own, you know, hormones and that comes back in the blood and the hypothalamus is like, okay, we're good. We have enough cortisol. We don't need to keep making more. But because of kind of overwhelming toxins, the hypothalamus can get a little bit confused, just like your phone can glitch. And so you can use oils to basically um, reboot your hypothalamus to factory settings so that it works better. You can use it to um, kind of balance your adrenals. You know, one one thing that most people do, they take a, a 24 hours cortisol test. You know, you spit into a tube and check your saliva. And it's not like your cortisol levels are ever flatline. Like they're supposed to be the highest in the morning so you feel awake and the right. lowest at night so you fall asleep. And sometimes they're reversed or at different points during the day, they're in different places. You know, and there are a lot of remedies that bring cortisol up or lower cortisol. But if you take the, the wrong one at the wrong time, it makes you feel even worse. So uh, plants like adaptogenic herbs kind of meet you where you're at. If you're too high, they bring you down. If you're too low, they bring you up. And that's how oils work. They just kind of level it out. So no matter yeah. where you're at, it's not like you can miss, you know, diagnose in any right, way. Right, right. And then the fifth thing is immune modulation. Oh, good. Immune yeah. modulation. So what often happens is your immune system is either over-functioning and you get autoimmunity or under-functioning. You're stuck in sympathetic and there are all these chronic infections that are kind of building up under, under the surface and the immune system isn't doing anything. So just making sure that your immune system works with you and not against you. And that's where oils really shine because they're antibacterial, antimicrobial, antifungal. They're fantastic for immune support. The book is Essential Oils to Heal the Brain and Boost the Body, Five Steps to Calm Anxiety, Sleep Better, Reduce Inflammation, and Regain Control of Health, correct? Yeah, boost, boost the Brain and Heal the Body. And we actually have, if anything that I said sounds interesting, you can download a free chapter at oh, cool. boostthebrainbook.com backslash gift. Hang on, boost... The uh, boost, boost the, the brain, brain book book.com backslash gift. I'll put that gift. in the show notes. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I can't believe we're out of time, um, but we have to ask you the final question and you can't running can't be your answer because you already mentioned it. Okay. So what is okay. one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable? It's like a hobby or just something that you just think just fires you up. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I love yoga and I love to ski and I love hugs. <laughs> I'm going to put and hugs. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It's like Olaf. I like warm hugs. How have you handled uh, I was just thinking this, physical distancing? Ask. It's been really hard for me because I'm like a hugger too. And like at least a handshaker. And we're doing yeah. this or this. I feel weird doing the elbow bump. It's and the, you don't know, so awkward. Like I miss hugs. How have you dealt with that? Well, I have a daughter who's a good hugger. Okay. And I have a lot of friends that, you know, um, I know a lot about immune health, so I'm, I'm not remotely worried right. that I'm going to get anyone sick. Right, right, right. 
You're not sneezing in anyone's in anyone's mouth or anything. No, yeah. no. And just actually, the, the, it just sneezes yeah. right in their face. Yeah, I mean, even before COVID, I um, you know, cypress essential oil is a really good one for you know the lungs. Uh, it really helps. Kind of, if you think of your immune barriers like um, a moat around the castle, as long as you know the moat's pretty full and there are alligators chomping, no one's getting into the castle. Right. So if you can cut off whatever's going on so it doesn't get through the lungs and cause internal inflammation, you're good. Right. And cypress oil is a really good tool. All right, Jody, this has been awesome. Um, we're we're about oh gosh, maybe three or four weeks out from getting these out, but I'll let I'll let you know when it when it goes up, and it'll be audio okay. and and visual. But this has been great. I really appreciate your time, and I hope you have a great night. And if there's any way the book comes out in November, um, I'm sorry, not November, March 16th. Oh yeah. If if you can time it with that release, that'd be even better. Oh yeah. I mean, we can we can wait and and do and. Uh, push this one out like in January or something. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. And is there a good email I can follow up with and give you like links yeah. or? Yeah. So okay. just simply human lifestyle, all one word, simply human lifestyle at gmail.com. Okay. Rick's is big dumb idiot uh, at gmail.com. That's Rick's email address. So you can just go ahead and find him there. Simply human lifestyle <laughs> at gmail.com. And what grade were you guys in when you met? Uh, like fifth. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, we've known each other for a million years. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, <laughs> awesome. Well, have a good one, and uh, we'll uh, we'll looking forward to talking to you soon. Okay, wonderful. Thanks. All right, bye, Jim. You're listening to the Simply Human podcast. That was Jody, and that reminds me that we have had some pretty good and remembers lately. I've been having fun <laughs> with the and remembers. Yeah. Uh, the last few shows, and so I'm excited. That now that I have the new Mac, that I'm not going to be so like dreading getting the videos up. Like it's going to be a much faster. You said, on your old computer, it would take like two hours, and you said now it, it's like fifteen. It would minutes, take right? two hours or three hours after I had recorded, and dur- while I was editing, it would it would it would like do the pinwheel thing, and I would have Gosh. to just like <sighs> lesson in like meditation, you know, to like not lose my. Not throw your spaghetti all over. <laughs> right. But like have to get up and go do something else or work on something else. Not like just like want to punch the computer. And like it's it, – so it would take me a couple hours to edit. And then it would take two or three hours for it to finish uploading. Upload. And so now like I, I did I did a few uh, – and like my iMovie wasn't working on my old Mac. Like it wasn't communicating to YouTube. And this one is. So I bought all that new like video editing equipment. And I don't even, I bought like the lifetime subscription and I don't, I don't even need it anymore. You can make your own movies now. Yeah. So iMovie is back. I am going to make. the Cowboy. We can make Alan the Cowboy the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you or anybody to be my, to be mother. my mother. I say that once a week uh, to and Jen. And no one gets and it no except one for understands. me and you. Yeah. <laughs> um, was a movie that Mark and I made when we were both like 15. Uh, it's on YouTube guy. somewhere, isn't it? Didn't I put uh, it on I YouTube? I hope not. <laughs> I hope it's not. Where Alan the Cowboy uh, worked at Taco Bell and he got severe diarrhea. That's the whole plot. That's the plot of the movie. And, and the sound and effects. And the movie lasted two minutes. And the, <laughs> the sound effect was a, t- a, a cassette tape recording that I had made of my own parts. That was the sound effect while you were sitting on the toilet. We did a Dumb and Dumber before a Dumb and Dumber was a thing. Oh man! That was exa- It was the Dumb and Dumber scene, and our we had actual, <laughs> we had actual audio of actual farts. It wasn't just someone's mouth. 
I think. We, we're booked out in, in February. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Simulant Podcast. And remember... <laughs> Good gracious, what was that? I think uh, I think there's a chance I might have COVID. So until next time, enjoy yourself.